Everyone has a story to tell. Welcome to Dingo Talk, where we explore the experiences that make us who we are. Here's your host, Carlo Guadagnino. What's going on, Chuckleheads? I am Carlo Guadagnino. This is Dingo Talk. This week, we're back in the OAC with head coach of the Fighting Muskies of Muskingum, head coach Eric Yider. Uh, coach Yider is going to tell us about the Fighting Muskies program and how it took him his path to getting to Muskingum. Before we go any further into that, make sure if you're watching it on uh, watching us on YouTube, hit the like button, hit subscribe so you don't miss anything. Appreciate you watching. Also, if you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts, thank you. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe button there as well. Um, we want to keep up with everything that is Dingo Talk. You can follow us on the social medias, which are Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter. The only one that's different is the Instagram page. It's Dingo underscore talk. Um, like I said, we're back in the OAC, and we're going to talk to Coach Yider and what the plans are for the 2023 Fighting Muskies. Um, not my job to tell his story. It's his job to tell his story. That's why we're here. So without further ado, this is Coach Yider. What's going on, Chuckleheads, and welcome back to Dingo Talk. I am Carlo Guadagnino. My guest this week is Coach Eric Yider, the head coach of the Muskegon, Muskingum Fighting Muskies. I wanted to make sure I got that out. That's a mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> coach, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited a to talk to you. Absolutely. I uh, we, we've we've gone through a trek through the OAC, and I'm glad that we can have you on board. Um, I'm going to do this like I do every week. We're going to take you back to 1999 and work our way forward. So okay. um, first things first, a uh, guy from Midland, Michigan. How do you, why did you choose a Division three school? Uh, well, I, I love sports. Um, and, and honestly, I, you know, I ended up um, out of high school. I ended up going to Albion College playing there. Um, I mean, I, I wasn't good enough to play at, play at a Division one school, but I had that passion for the game. And actually, I, I played football and baseball at Albion and um, really loved my time there and had a great experience. Um, so um, that that was just the best opportunity for me to, to play at Albion. Well, and, and not only were you a two sport athlete, uh, judging by your uh, dual degree in econ and English. Mm -hmm. um why the why was that the why was that the route you went um in terms of getting into coaching no just in, why why was your why did you choose those as your mate or why did you choose oh, english major. as your majors yeah yeah so um honestly like I, I knew i wanted to be involved in sports mm -hmm. and i waited till about the last second to declare my major and uh, you know i ended up all right business you know is, is solid so I'm, i'll go into business um, I like to read and write. I was good at English. So I ended up picking that up as the second major just because I had taken a lot of those classes. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, so, so it worked out to be able to, um, at a smaller school, be able to get a double major. And then, so when you choose to further your education, I'm, I'm guessing that plays a role into wanting to get into coaching. Why did you want to get into coaching? I just, again, had, had a, you know, really strong passion for, for football. I had a great, great experience, um, both, both in high school, um, and, and in college and, and had some good mentors that, that helped me out, um, you know, in college, you know, really get into, 
uh, college coaching, uh, a guy by the name of Dave Arnold, who was our offensive line coach um, and, and our head coach at LB and Craig Rundle um, re really helped me get, get rolling. But, you know, I, I love competition. I, I, you know, I love being around the game and, and that was like, you know, initially getting into it. And then as you start getting into coaching, I mean, then it's, you know, it's all about the kids and, and, and helping them grow, um, you know, as, as people, as young men. And um, ultimately, as we talk about all the time with our guys is, is getting their degree. So um, there's not much I don't love about coaching. Now, why was Adams where you decided just, is that where the opportunity came about? Yeah. Yeah. So I uh, went out West to Adams state college and yeah, it was where the opportunity I was um, writing, you know, hundred hundreds of letters to, you know, college coaches and, and trying to get, um, you know, an opportunity um, just to get my foot in the door. And, um, you know, that was the one um, that, that opened and, and it, was, it was a good experience. I was um, I was only there a year, mm -hmm. um, but I was able to get my master's in a full year there in health and physical physical education. So, uh, you know, it, it was, uh, it was good. Gentleman and a scholar, I, I take yeah, it. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so as you said, you're only there for a year, then the next jump, um, it's a little longer of a tenure there at Grand Valley State, and, and there's a lot of success going on through that. Uh, walk us through what that experience was like. Yeah, I, um, I, I was really fortunate to be on uh, Chuck Martin's uh, first uh, coaching staff. Uh, he, he became he took over for Brian Kelly at Grand Valley as head coach. And, uh, you know, honestly, what I had done to I, I didn't know anybody on staff. Um, I had written a bunch of letters again. This was at the, like the end of the summer. So I was thinking I was going to go back to Adam state for year two. Mm -hmm. Um, but I had already finished, finished my master's and, uh, coach Martin happened to open my, uh, handwritten letter and, uh, said, Hey, you know, can you be here in a day? And I'm like, yep. And this I'm in the car. Right, yeah. I hopped in the car. Uh, so it was right, right before the start of, uh, I mean, training camp, I think had actually started. Uh, so yeah, then, I uh, went to Grand Valley. It was kind of, um, it was an awesome experience. They were, uh, you know, defending national champions. We didn't win it our first year, but I was part of the 2005 national championship uh, team at Grand Valley. And uh, uh, as you can imagine, unbelievable experience. Now that's a division two. So what's yeah. the difference from, from that experience and the experience that you were, that you had had prior to that? Cause you were division three, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Adam state is also division two, just a little bit smaller. Um, but I, I mean, just, at division two, you have scholarships. Um, mm -hmm. most, most guys are on partial scholarships for division two football. So there aren't a lot of them that are necessarily full rides. Um, you know, but I mean, honestly, the difference between D two and D three is sometimes a little bit of size and athleticism. I mean, guys still love to play the game. You still got, um, guys that want to get their degree. Um, so, um, not a lot of crazy big differences. Well, and then, so after your time at Grand Valley, you decide to go back, to your home state of Michigan. Yep. Uh, you spent 11 years at Michigan Tech. How did that come about and why was that the logical move for you? Why was that the next step you took? Yeah, so I was a, I was a graduate assistant at Grand Valley. So really the next step for, for us as coaches to really get that full-time role. Mm -hmm. uh, get, get, you, know, you need uh, benefits and, and all, all that good stuff. So, um, and, and to kind of you know, coach your own room. And, uh, you know, I had the opportunity um, to uh, be the wide receiver coach at, at Michigan Tech back in 2006. And, uh, you know, our uh, O-line coach at the time, Steve Brocklebank um, at, at Grand Valley, 
Um, he had known somebody up uh, up at Tech, and uh, Tom Curley gave me my first opportunity um, up there, and I'm grateful for that. And I uh, had, had an awesome experience, 11 years up there, and um, you know I was able to work my way up. I, I started out mm-hmm. as the wideout coach and recruiting coordinator, then then worked to uh, special teams coordinator for a few years, and then uh, transitioned to the offensive coordinator. Um, where I was calling the plays the last six years there. So um, I, I was able to grow um, throughout my time there and, and uh, thankful for my time there. Was that part of the reason, obviously 11 years, that's a that's a pretty long commitment. Is that yeah. part of it is that there was the, this continuous growth in what your responsibilities became, what you were, and as you said, you're, you were able to grow as a coach. Yeah, yeah, continuous uh, responsibilities for sure. Um you know, and you know, I believed in what we were doing. I, you know, love love the uh, guys up there. Love love the staff. You know, loved everything about it. You know, you know honestly, and um, I had you know uh, my uh, longtime girlfriend who I'm still with. Uh, she she was a basketball coach up there, so that helped. Uh, you know as well. So um, you know, there it's a really good place. Well, and then this next question is going to be kind of foolish because I I completely understand it. One as a Gator fan. Yeah. Uh, but. So in 2017, you decide to head on down to Gainesville, Florida. Um, And that was a pretty special quarterback room that you were involved with, right? I mean, Kyle Trask, uh, Fernandez is there. There's a lot of guys that were were pretty big names. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we had Malik Zaire. We had Felipe Franks. um, Yeah, we had uh, Luke Del Rio. So we actually, we had uh, four pretty darn good quarterbacks. Uh, Yeah. So, yeah, it was um, it, it was a really good experience uh, to, you know, after being a, a smaller college guy uh, to be able to experience the SEC. And, um, you know, I, I love uh, Coach McElwain. He, he gave me the opportunity to work for uh, Doug Nussmeyer, was our offensive coordinator, and uh, learned a lot in a, in a short amount of time. And, um, yeah, it was that, – that quarterback room w- w- was pretty good. Unfortunately – uh, the year I was there, Kyle Trask, um, he had broke his foot, um, so he was banged up a lot of the year, uh, and uh, you know, we we had some injuries. But Felipe Franks, uh, he he had a lot of talent for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, was there so with all that talent in the room? Do they, as a Division One, when you're in a Division One, when yeah. you're in that room with the quarterbacks, what's the competitiveness like, and what's the you know trying to help the next guy up or down in the in that room is there a kind of a camaraderie that comes with that yeah there wasn't um yeah guys were helping each other i mean guys were competing of course everybody you know wants that position and everybody's a competitor and honestly um it was a really close quarterback competition to ask i mean trask was number four really at the time and then he had some um you know injury issues and obviously came out you know late, later um in his mm-hmm. career but um we ended up uh you know it, it was really ended up being between Felipe and and Luke Del Rio but they both um helped each other uh, out quite a bit and um remember doing all the stats I mean we statted everything in practice all the seven on sevens all the one-on-ones I mean routes on air Wow, I mean, we're statting those things uh, to just to have as much information as possible to make our decision on on who we went with that quarterback. And then following the 2017 season, you you decide Florida's not for you. The the sunshine and the, the 60 degree weather or yeah. 60 plus degree weather yeah. make your way back up to Ohio. Yeah. Um, and I gotta ask, as a Michigan guy, 
Yeah. Being in Ohio, is that a, cause I know there's, there's some rivalry there in, in Michigan and Ohio. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so it's always interesting when I say I'm from Michigan, you know, everybody always says, well, I'm not going to hold that against you. Um, you know, living here in Ohio, you know, we're only an hour away from Columbus. Um, but, but I always am quick to tell them that uh, I'm a Michigan state Spartan fan die hard there. So I, I, I don't care what you say about Michigan. It doesn't bother me. <laughs> oh, um, why was Muskingum where you felt uh, it was time to take that next step into the ho- head coaching role? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, honestly, so uh, Coach McWain, um at Florida, when he got let go, um, really without a month after the season, pretty much the rest of the staff got let go. So I was looking for the next opportunity, um, you know, had, had a few different things like division two offensive coordinator uh, positions again at, mm-hmm. at some spots, but really I wanted to be a head coach um, that when I got into uh, college coaching, I wanted to be a college head coach. And um, you know, so, so the opportunity worked out uh, the guy I mentioned earlier, uh, Steve Brocklebank, um, he was our line coach at Grand Valley early in my career. Um, now he was becoming the new athletic director at Muskingum. Um, so I had that connection and that was, you know, how we first started talking and uh, talked about um, you know how, how Muskingum had had been down um, for for quite a while, and you know things you know they're looking for somebody to turn it around, and um, you know very again very thankful for for the opportunity that um, was given to me here. Well, and it's ironic, you know, you you actually were in the SEC, yeah. and as the the coaches I've had from the OAC previous have dubbed the OAC the SEC of Division Three. Yeah. And let me tell you, that's written down here because it's not easy to say. Yeah, right. All right, in one. right. Um, what makes the OAC so special? Oh, man, you, you have to be ready to play every week. There's no question. I mean, you know, I mean, it goes without saying. I mean, you have you have, you know, one of the top two teams in the country every year in, in Mount Union. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they, they've I don't know what their you know exact stats are, but I know they've got, you know, a ton of national titles and um, they've very, very rarely lost a conference game, much less even had a close conference game. So you, you, so you got the big dog in your conference, you get to go against the best of the best, um, you know, and, and then you just have so many other good teams, um, you know, uh, besides Mount Union and, and top to bottom. I, it, I, I think it's definitely the most competitive conference um, in D3. And um, I, you know, I think coaches have a lot of respect for each other. I mean, um, you know, I think, you know, everybody recruits hard. I mean, um, there's just a lot of really good programs and there's mm-hmm. a lot of good football in Ohio. Um, and, uh, so it makes for, for good recruiting around here. Now let's talk about that first year at Muskingum. You guys showed up your, you and your staff and, yep. and it was, there was a little bit of blood, a little bit of life injected into the, into the program. Yep. Um, if I, if I have this right, first time, and a, and a good bit that uh, you had won more than three games. Yeah. Um, and then building off of that, what have you seen now going into year five? Five. five. Yeah. Year five. Yeah. What have it, you it, seen it, the growth? Yeah. Th- this would be my fifth full season when you take out the wild COVID year, you know, really. So um, that's what throws me off is that yeah, that yeah, COVID year is just, it, it throws me off as well. I'm like, well, you know, I've had four, four full seasons here, five, uh, five years, technically. I mean, uh, you know, when I got there that first year, I got hired essentially in April, 2018. So um, we didn't have much of a recruiting class that first year. So I, I, the first two years 
uh, of course we tried to win games, but our whole focus was on getting the culture right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's, that's where I feel really good with where we're at right now. Um, we have a really good culture. We have really good leadership. We have the right guys in our program. We have really good coaching staff. I love our coaching staff. So um, we have come a long, long ways um, with how we act uh, um, on and off the field. Um, just if you watched our game, how we played, and, and this isn't anything against, you know, how we played in 2018, but how, how we played, you know, last season, um, mm-hmm. just, you know, we take a lot of pl- pride in playing the game the right way, um, competing, um, just, just uh, you know, it, it, we, of course we want to win the game, but hey, um, we want to know that team, you know, that we want that team to feel us at the, at the end of the game, um, regardless and know that we weren't going away. Uh, you know, and the, the other thing I, you know, want to mention is, is we've done a heck of a job in the classroom and, and that has gone hand in hand with turning around our cu- culture. So um, we've gotten, again, the right type of guys that are serious about getting their degree. Um, we, we really have uh, just emphasized little things like going to class consistently and, um, and, and we stay on our guys about that. So really proud of about the, you know, the growth um, that we've had um, just real quick on that. Like we had a, uh, we created a 3.0 wall when I, when I got here. Okay. And um, so painted wall in the locker room, made a bunch of slots um, for guys to have their picture up to get a 3.0 for the semester. We, we had like 10 guys when I took over that were on a 3.0. Mm-hmm. All right. So now, now we have over five times that. Um, and, and so we want to continue to grow that, but um, we really have come a long ways in terms of culture and uh, you know, and, and wins and losses on the field too. Now, if you're talking to uh, a prospective student or a parent uh, mm-hmm. who's watching, what are you looking for in a student athlete? Yeah. Yeah. So I go back to our core values, all right, which I've kind of mentioned a couple of them. But first thing we want is a high character guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's always going to be number one for us. And, um, you know, I tell our staff all the time, you can miss on somebody in terms of talent. All right. That's not going to be the end of the world. But Let's do the best. You're always going to be 100%, but do our best. I'm not missing on on somebody because they have too many red flags and they're a low character guy. Uh, Work ethic is our second core value. So we want somebody that wants to work, Mm -hmm. right? That that wants to be pushed to be great, right? And um, that's super important to us. And and you get a lot of that information, of course, from from the high school coaches uh, on what kind of worker, what kind of work ethic, um, you know, does this kid have. Uh, and, and then competitors. We want guys that love to compete, um, you know, not like to compete, love to compete. Uh, guys that are tough because um, mm-hmm. football is a tough game. You got to be f- physically tough. You got to be mentally tough. And then kind of what encompasses all that is if we can find that and find somebody that loves to play football, um, just really loves the game. Because, I mean, these guys, they're not they they're not getting scholarship money. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the, the division three, you're playing for the love of the game. You're playing to get your degree. Uh, football is a bonus. Right. Uh, but they don't work any less hard than, you know, a, a division one athlete or division two athlete. So, um, we got to have guys that, that just love, you know, because w- when you're doing, uh, you know, early morning conditioning or you're going through fall camp and mm-hmm. that's not easy stuff. If you only like to play football, you're not, you're not going to last. So, more guys that we we have that love the game is what we're looking for. And then following up on that one, what is the biggest change that you've seen in the game Um, from when you were playing? I mean, obviously I know from 2010 to now, it's a completely different world. I don't think 
I think I would pick up a lot more uh, personal fouls this this yeah, time around. Right, right. Um, but what has what is for you? What has changed? And I guess what's still the same? That's a good question. I mean, there's obviously a lot of things that just evolve and change over over time. Um, you can't hit the quarterback hardly anymore. Well, for <laughs> sure in the NFL you can't. Um, no. But but e- but even in college, uh, you know, you know, they're a lot lot more careful. I mean, um, you know, hits to the head and targeting and those things that ha- have changed how you know, people tackle and 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 do things. So, um, you know, th- there's been some of that, and you know, and then of course, like stylistically, there's um, you know, a lot more throwing, I would say, you know, passing and spread out, spread offenses, of course. Um, and, and so we're, we're kind of a little bit of an outlier on that where we still run a pro style offense, um, where we mm-hmm. still use a fullback uh, 25% of the game or so. So, um, and, and we feel like that can be an advantage because, you know, not a lot of people will, you know, want to play smash mouth football. And, 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 and again, in today's game, you have to be able to do both. You got to be able to, um, come downhill and r- run when you need to, but you got to be able to, you know, spread it out as well. So, um, but yeah, no, there's, there's uh, definitely a game is evolves every year, changes every year. And uh, as you brought up one of my, uh, now that I'm out of the game and I'm just, I watch it's greatest position of all time, the fullback, fullback yeah, dive, yeah. give, uh, give a fullback dive. And, and you know what? That middle linebacker might not like meeting you in the hole every time. He might the first time, yeah. but the second, third, and fourth, it's not going to be. No question. I mean, I, I I love our fullbacks, man. I always have from, you know, back when we were at Michigan Tech to the guys we've had here. So um, had, had some great ones. And they're just, you talk about guys that love to play the game. Fullbacks love to play the game because, you know, they're just going to mix it up. <laughs> they love hitting. They just, they just want to play football. I don't care if they're, they're bloody, you know, what, what doesn't matter. They're the they're the true definition of a hard hat uh, yeah. worker. Yeah. No um, so now, from we know what you are looking for in a potential recruit. What is it about Muskingum? What makes Muskingum where somebody should should be looking and wanting yeah. to go? Yeah, Muskingum is a special place. It, it really is. I mean, I think it all comes back to the people. Uh, they're really awesome people here. It's a great community. It's a, it's a smaller community. Um, and, and there's been, you know, a great investment in our athletics, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that is, you know, started from the top. We've got a really good president. Um, president Hassler is the best. I mean, she loves athletics. She sees the value in athletics. Um, we just built a um, brand new $35 million indoor facility and new stadium. So, I mean, that that's <laughs> investment. Wow. Yeah, investment and in, in especially at the Division three level. So mm-hmm. um, we, we've had the facilities, uh, the people on campus, as I mentioned, the professors are awesome. They go the extra mile for our students. Um, and and it, it's just it's a, a great place to get to play in a great league. Um, and, and, you know, what I talk to our recruits about it is a chance to do something special. Um, you know, Muskingum has a storied tradition, but it just isn't recent. All right. Mm-hmm. And. Um, we, we have a chance to do some things that, and we've done some things that haven't been done in a while. Um, but we, uh, you know, we're, we're striving for more and, um, they can be, really be part of something special here. What are going into the fall of 2023 first, are we out of spring ball now? Have we gone into uh, spring I know we're actually, uh, we're just getting, getting ready to go next week, spring practice. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what are right now with the, with the players that are in the room, what are the goals being that are being talked about with you guys getting ready, gearing up for spring ball? 
Yeah, we just had a leadership council meeting the other day and we talked about that. And, um, you know, we want to we want to continue to develop our depth. Um, and that, that's something that was brought up. Um, and, and just um, we feel pretty good with uh, a lot of our ones, a lot of our starters. And we want to, you know, you get, football is a physical sport. So you got to have, you know, a lot of guys ready to go. So continue to get some of those young guys because we felt like we had a lot of really talented freshmen this year. So just continue to develop. Um, and, and just raising the bar and everything that we do, um, you know, how we practice, um, the attention, the detail that we have in practice, the intensity in which we practice, um, not giving away, um, at, you know, a practice like we're going to take advantage of every single day that we're out here. Um, and, um, you know, we don't need to do a lot of talking in terms of like, this is what we're going to do or anything like that. We just want to, mm -hmm. you know, get, get to work and make sure we're, we're getting better every day. And like I said, I feel really good about the guys that 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 we have on our team, and and they're hungry. They're they're hungry to you know take another step. Uh, so this part of the show is a little different. It's not about really okay. football. It's more we're going to get to know you. Okay. Um, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be and why? Oh man. Uh, good question. I mean, I, you know, I'm. <laughs> I love football so much, so I probably have to coach football still, <laughs> uh, honestly. But I mean, I I like uh, I like the warm weather. Uh, I like the mountains as well. Um, you know, I, I, I like going out to Colorado. It's one of my favorite states. So um, that that's that's probably one of my favorite states right there. And you kind of answered this, but if you weren't coaching football, yeah, what career would what would your career choice be? Man. Uh, that that is tough. Uh, honestly, since I've gotten to fo uh, coaching football, I've never really thought about um, doing anything else uh, in terms of a career. Um, so, and you know, they all say, you know, you're going to get fired at some point, which you know, at Florida we were. Um, so, um, but so you so you need another plan. But right now, this is my only plan. That's good. Hey, that's yeah. good. We don't need we don't need to be thinking. Yeah. About the no backup plans. That's right. Um, <laughs> What's the most important lesson that you've learned in your career so far? Uh, in my coaching career, I mean, I, you know, I just think, uh, you know, doing things the right way, working hard um, always pays off. Doesn't mean you're always going to get the result that you want, but um, hard work always pays off. The best compliment you've ever received? Um, you know, the best compliments that, that I've received are, are, you know, from former players. Um, that, that, that's what means most to me when, you know, guys will reach back out or, you know, about how I helped them, maybe, you know, recruited them and, um, they, 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 you know, graduated, you know, from whether it's from Michigan tech or Muskingum. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, so, so help, helping those guys, that that's what means most to me. And then on the other side of that best insult you've ever received, or I guess an insult that you, um, that, that you kind of you wear it that's that's yours uh I'm sure I'm sure I think I'm a little bit better with the refs than I was when I first started as head coach so I mean that, <laughs> I'm sure that they, they didn't like me as much early on uh, I think I'm a little bit calmer um so uh I'm, I'm sure they we haven't always uh, agreed on things uh as you can imagine so I don't know if I can pick uh one right off <laughs> um if you could have lunch with three people who would it be and why? Any three people could be coaches, could be historical figures, anything. Oh man, I have never I haven't really thought about uh thought about that one. So I'm a big Chicago sports guy. Uh so 
Michael Jordan, um, Walter Payton um, would be two that those are just two of my uh, idols. Um, Man, I would need more than three, though, because those are the first two off off the top of my head, Um, (laughs) because I would love to uh, really just uh, uh, listen to Bill Belichick and um, just what a great coach he is and how smart um, or him or like Bill Walsh, uh, just the icons of, of, of football and, and how smart they are. And um, so there, there's a, there's a couple for you. And then lastly, was there a question you were expecting to get? And if so, how would you have answered it? Uh, no, I mean, honestly, um, it, then it, uh, didn't know what um, I was going to get asked necessarily here. Um, but uh, no, I mean, the, the way that I would answer uh, just to circle back to our program is uh, we're a program on the rise right now. So we're uh, we, we've done some really good things. We beat some teams uh, that we hadn't beaten before we got here in the last few years. We went uh, five and five back to back seasons, um, which um, hadn't happened since 1995, 96. Uh, so um, we're we're raising the bar and everything that we do, and uh, you know we're, we're working right now to hopefully take the next step. Well, coach, I wish you the best of luck this year. I uh, I have a plan to be floating around the OAC, so you might awesome. see me. Yeah. Um, for those of you that just joined us, and I do this every week because I know there's people that join at the end of the episode, and I don't know why. Go back to the beginning, listen to the stuff we talked about, so that you're not just getting me saying goodbye. Um, stick around after this, we're going to have, uh, Serenity Brown and the, and the editorial, um, coach best of luck this year. And, uh, we will be right back. Thanks. Appreciate you. What's going on, Chuckleheads? I am Carla Guadagnino. That's Serenity Brown. This is the editorial with Serenity Brown. Coach Yider with Muskingum. And I have a funny story to tell you, but I'm going to let you go first because I think I don't normally dominate this. So my show but yeah uh that's good i don't know what's up with our audio but like he sounded clear we sounded kind of almost like we were in a tin can and we're not (laughs) like we even have i don't know I have I've stopped trying to I'm just trying to be louder when I talk. Yeah, as long as it's you can still understand. No, I mean I'd love to get it get it fixed. I just don't know what the problem is, and everything we seem to try doesn't seem to fix that problem. Um, I think it was really cool that an OAC, you know, the SEC of Division Three, and a guy that coached in the SEC. Um, I think we're gonna have another one of those coming up here shortly. Um. And, you know, Muskingum is is kind of turning things around under his watch. Uh, they're now middle, they're in the middle of the pack of that conference. Um, they've, when I got there, they were, they were down, down bottom of the pack of the OAC. So it's good to see that. And it's funny, when we're, we're talking about my, uh, my time at Bethany, Muskingum holds a, uh, a special place in my heart it was my first collegiate game back in 2010 in which I um, did not make it through the game because uh, a cheap shot was taken on one side a cheap shot was taken on the other side the next thing I know there was a bunch of muskies around me 
and 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 uh, unsportsmanlike conducts were given. <laughs> there was some, may have been some harsh words thrown. There were definitely fists and Lamar Fisher and Mike Ainsworth. Um, that's uh, one of the places that I think that whole group of us we kind of we kind of all became really close friends because well one one of us was crazy enough to try to fight an entire football team and the other ones were willing to have that person's back when he continued and almost beat up a coach because he didn't realize who was touching him so that's a true story you could ask Salvador you know about it he was there it's, uh, it was my first college game and what a they have a very interesting stadium you're kind of like down in a bowl as opposed to well like you know when you go into bethany it's that you're everything's like right there yeah. on the field you're the one side if i remember right is like old cement bleachers and then the other side is like just hillside and steps there's a picture somewhere that i probably could find if i really wanted to but i don't uh that is us from that game it's halftime we're sitting on the steps um for those of you that are watching us on youtube thank you hit the like button and subscribe for those of you listening to us on spotify apple podcast iHeartRadio, and everywhere else that you get your podcast make sure you uh click the little bell so you don't miss an episode and uh, that helps us out as well because that lets us know that we should keep doing these um if you'd like yeah the allergies are just killing me this uh this last like two weeks have been miserable my face feels like it's a balloon um where was i social medias twitter instagram tiktok and facebook the only one that's different is the instagram page it's dingo underscore talk um it's such a shame too because i'm pretty sure this was the episode that we found out that there was no longer a battle for for the dingo talk Instagram page and I couldn't say anything because we had already used it somewhere else. So um I don't know, Mosquito might be on the list. I have I have five of the ten games mapped out so far. Or at least I have five of the I have five teams picked. Um where exactly where will be going is still kind of yeah i haven't decided we haven't decided on that i'm just trying to get teams so then we can look at their schedules and yeah. match them up um yeah this uh, allergies are bad this year so if you have allergies i feel for you sorry <laughs> um I, I apologize for you people watching that i'm touching my face every five seconds but if you know you know got anything else do i have anything else I don't, I don't think so. I don't. We'll catch you next week, Chuckleheads. We're staying in the OAC with uh, Coach Z. And for those of you that know why, who he is, know his last name, that's why I'm calling him Coach Z. We'll see you next week. Thanks for checking out this episode of Dingo Talk. Don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe. For more info and to contact the show, you can find us on Twitter at Dingo Talk.